Guys, today's episode is sponsored by Fidus Information Security. Harry. Adam. Did you know something that the number of cyber criminals out there is actually on the rise? It's outrageous. And you've, you've obviously heard about GDPR. 100%. Do you know what the fine is if you get caught with your pants down relating to GDPR? I heard it's a firm slap on the wrist. It's up to 20 million euros. And right now, a very real possibility, unless companies like ours aren't protecting their data. And thing is, these threats, they're not going anywhere. So right now, you're probably thinking a 20 million euro fine would make a dent in the bank balance. Is that right? Just a smidge. Just I a mean, smidge. It means I can't have lunch. A smidge of a day. What if I said to you, we can help, all you need is some penetration testing. Where would your head go? <laughs> I actually don't want to know. Do not tell me where the head goes. But right now, that's what I want to tell the listeners about. Fidus Information Security are offering penetration testing for your business. So what that means is they evaluate your cyber security measures from top to bottom looking at all the ways that like hackers, rogue employees, and software failures can damage your business and give you a potential risk as a business owner. Color me intrigued. What does that involve though? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Penetration testing involves both identifying and exploiting vulnerabilities in your business's applications, networks, mobile devices, and wireless connections to make sure that you are prepared for an attack from all angles. The consultants over at Fidus are both Tiger Scheme and Check approved, meaning there's nothing that they don't know that cyber criminals do. Now, where would I find out more information about this? So here's what you need to do. To find out more, visit SD, that's short for Startup Diary, sd.fidusinfosec.com. I'm going to spell that out, so grab a pen and paper. It's sd.fidus.com. I-N-F-O-S-E-C dot com to find out more. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. This is one of those listicle shows. We go through a list of software products that we use as a business. It's a little bit fast. We try and keep it punchy, but there's 22 software solutions that we could think of off the top of our head that help us build our business. Some of them are cheap, some of them are free, and some of them are damn expensive. Enjoy the show. Hey guys. And welcome to episode 271 of The Startup Diary. I am with... I am Harrison Much, And I am with my lovely co-host, Adam Callow. You always compliment me. I'm waiting for one day to like, when we've like... I don't know where you're like overslept or you're a little bit hangry. Like one see, day you should be like, I'm with him again. See, I keep, I keep looking at that t-shirt, which is a Gary Vaynerchuk hustle. Do you know the story behind And I felt like saying something about it, but... But you did. I'm in a good mood. Uh, well, so I thought I'd just you, compliment you. Say something about it. You might want to say something like, did your wife bite you when you're in better shape? Yes, she did. It is a little bit pinch fit. However, this is like motivation for me because I'm in the gym, I'm doing well. I'm like, cool. I'm going to put this on probably every month and feel the difference. And as I watch myself get into shape, staying motivated, hustle on the tee. I'm also very tired. How does that make you feel though whilst, whilst it doesn't fit perfect? <laughs> <laughs> very tactical there Harrison uh, truth be known I find it motivating I'm like I want to get back into this tea so it looks so good so the embarrassment is a good thing the embarrassment <laughs> is a good thing I use it because I give zero F's what people think and I'm like cool cool anyway Harry let's pull this back before we started sorting each other and it gets a bit personal cool uh, yeah so today 
we get a lot of questions sometimes about um, the different software we use, like how we do things, how we track things, yep. all, all this, that, and the other. Um, so I thought today we'd use this as an opportunity to go through the different pieces of software that we use to run a little business called Expert Trades. Cool, let's do it. Uh, I was going to do like a rapid fire, then Harry said, no, 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 we have to keep it valuable. So we're yeah, going to we, try and keep it punchy. We won't We won't to- dive into how all these things work, yep. but we'll just give a little bit of a description as to what they are, how we use what them. they're for, and how the, for example, there's a couple on here that I see one end of it and you see the other end Ooh, of it. okay. So just, okay, just cool. explain what what it's for. And then if one of us <laughs> uses one product more than the other, you can, you can uh, we can probably just ask some it. questions and try and pull some stuff out of each other for the listeners of this podcast. Guys, um, do you want me to start off first? Cool. Uh, yeah, sure. Fire away. I realize that we probably can't alternate because some of the ones that we don't... We'll, we'll just... We'll just go through it. We've got a list. Yep. We'll go from top to bottom. Came prepared. Cool. Uh, first one, guys, is Google Business. Um, I'm pretty sure it's actually called Google Apps for Business or something to that effect. So you've probably got a Gmail account or you know you can go and get a free Gmail account. Um, if you set up a business, you want that more professional email address. So my email address is adam at uh, the service we use behind the scenes to make that happen is Google Business. Cost about £3.50 a month per user, plus mm-hmm. that, I think. Uh, and what that gets you is a custom email address. It gets you access to a Google Drive uh, folder, which I think comes with 15 gigs worth of data or 30 gigs worth of data. I was going to say, doesn't a normal Gmail account already come with... The, I think it comes with general, a little bit. Like you get Drive, you get... I think you get more data. Like I think you get more storage data. Okay. And I, we can double check it, but probably not. You guys can do it. <laughs> you know how to Google. But in short, we use uh, Google Apps for Business to power our email at Expert Trades. Over to you. Next. Yeah, Gmail is a powerhouse. The next one we've got on the list is Typeform. So this is literally an online form. Uh, great piece of software. I personally don't have much to do with making the forms anymore, yep. but we use them in almost everything that we do um so when it's like enter we will send a link to someone and it'll be a case of entity details here to register for x yep and it's it's a super easy user flow um i'm just going from my memory because i know it's changed slightly so you can probably tell me how it is but it's basically you just add different questions where the person using it can just fill in the required answers but then there's loads of customization on you can make the next question respond yeah, to the previous answer. You can do and, stuff like logic jumps. Yeah. That's what it's classed as. So the reason that we really like Typeform is it looks very personal. It's like, it's quite, yeah. it makes filling in a form a little bit more fun. Uh, so those of you that are using something like SurveyMonkey, uh, we looked at SurveyMonkey, we've used it in the past. We prefer Typeform. It's probably one of the services that we pay. I think it's about 30 euros or 25 euros a month for. Uh, what for Typeform? Yeah. Wow, okay. But in my opinion, it's but probably... What, what do you certain, get for that fee? Uh, res, I think it's measured on responses. So I think you can get a free account that gives you up to 100 responses. Cool. But for example, we sent out a survey last night, got 150 responses in an hour. Uh, if you looked at the amount of data that we've collected and how we've used mm. it, it's one of the most valuable products we've yeah. got. Makes building the form super simple. And then you've got some smart stuff in there. So if you're thinking about, cool, I've got a form software, I don't need to change. The reason I like Typeform is you can connect it into other third parties. Mm-hmm. So you can automatically connect it to your MailChimp account. So when someone fills it in, that email address goes to the MailChimp list. You can actually collect payments through it. So you can actually 
basically if you're selling the product you can say what size t-shirt are you it's 14 quid you can do all that in a tight form cool. uh, and like you said the logic jumps is if they answer this take them down this journey if they answer that take them down that journey and if you want to get really complex you can do stuff like quizzes so you can say right. what's the right answer and then you can give scores on the background then you can give someone a wow. like a 9.7 <laughs> score on their knowledge on SEO we did something in the past to sort of gamify how good is your website does it do this does it do that how does it work on this and then we give them a score to use it as a lead generation for our website team that's cool bit of a beast then cool because I finished strong on that one Harry do you want to start off the next one uh, yeah I mean again this is probably something that's so the next one is Stripe yep. now this is um, I'm seeing because I because we use Stripe yep. I now recognize some of the, the the icons and the interfaces in a lot of other things that I use day to day or whenever I pay for something online for example I'm noticing Stripe pop up a lot more yep it's basically, um, well, payment processor. It's a payment processor, but ha, ha, do we have it integrate integrated into what Expert Trades does on the Expert Trades accounts level? I know we have integration with the Office package, which yep. allows our members to take card payments. Yep. But do we use? Yeah. So. Our members, like you say, our members use it to, they can go into the office package and sign up to Stripe through us. Yep. Um, we don't make anything off that. We just make it easy. Um, and we also use it for our subscription billing. Uh, so okay. everyone that signs up to our office package, whether it's uh, the yearly or the monthly or the website package, yep. uh, they basically sign up to recurring billing through Stripe. Uh, and that's how we use it. Should we throw in PayPal here? Because it just makes sense because yep. it's another payment sure. processor. Um I'll cover PayPal off because it's sort of on the shop that we've got. So one of the shops that we've got when we're selling tickets to events or selling uh, logo design or whatever we're selling, uh, we use uh, Stripe as well as PayPal as a payment processor. Uh, super simple. You guys know PayPal. We just know that it increases conversions at checkout by just having PayPal as an option. Mm. People like it. People feel it's safe. And we've always got this goal of making checkout as easy as possible because we don't want to lose them when we get them there. Uh, Harry, what are you going to cover off next? Cool. The net, the net, I'm going to go with Lattice because this <laughs> one is one where I see one side of it and you see another. So Lattice is something that Adam spent a lot of money on, which allows <laughs> us to send a weekly report on the week, how we've how we've found the week, what we're, what the biggest struggles are for the next upcoming week, things like that. So we're basically checking in, and I guess it's for you to see how your staff are feeling, where their heads are at, yep. and just see how the company is getting on. 100%. I feel like from what I see at the moment, it's a very, it's only like four or five boxes where I just do an update. From what I understand of how much it costs, I assume there must be some mad analytics on the back end. Yeah, and so this costs <laughs> about 2K a year for the staff that we've got. The minimum spend with Lattice is 2,000 a year. Um, and this was a big investment for us as a team because the stuff that you're seeing right now, we could technically just do with an email. Uh, yeah. But we're building up to use it. Uh, and what it's classed as is it's a people management platform. So as we build the team out, we need to do more um, one-to-ones, 360 reviews, mm -hmm. goal setting, KPI setting. So people know where they are in the company. We don't do this very well right now. We're trying to get better at this year. And by making a financial commitment to it it's making me think about it more um, so right now you just get the weekly update and then at the end of the month we'll be doing goal setting and every quarter we're doing formal reviews 
all of that data will then sit in Lattice. So as we sit down to do reviews, we can go through it. You've got your side of the screen, I've yep. got mine. Um, and then we will then have a track record of how people get on the company, how happy are they on a weekly basis, what do they want to cover off in the next review. So everything that's HR related can sit in Lattice. Um, I don't advise someone getting it if you're a small business. I'd say the only time to ever think about it is probably the time that we did. So sort of like seven, eight, ten people. Then you probably want to start thinking about HR process goal setting KPIs. Someone listening to that might say you want to do that much sooner. Uh, I wish we did that sooner, but I wouldn't have paid the 2K for the software to do it. I would have just kept it a little bit more uh, down and dirty, a little bit cheaper. Uh, but right now we're trying to grow the team fairly fast and we need an onboarded mechanism that makes sure that I understand where everyone is in the company. Cool. Uh, and while we're on the topic of HR, we also use something called Air, yep. which... Uh, is basically where we book holidays. <laughs> yeah, book holidays. And I think that's where you pay slips yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so the founder of that is a friend of mine, a chap called Simon Jenner, uh, and it's going to basically build into a platform to do all sort of HR and solutions like that. Uh, right now, the way that we use it is booking time off on a calendar um, in terms of requesting time. We know when people start, contracts sit there, uh, as well as uh, pay slips uh, go in there. So if you guys ever need to download your pay slips, we've got a track record yep. of it in there. Good one to pull forward. Um, I'll pick up Slack and then you pick up the next one. Yep. Um, so guys, you've probably heard of Slack. We don't pay for it actually. We use it all the time. And it's one of the softwares that we don't yeah, pay for. I'm, I'm not sure. The value Correct for me us. if I'm wrong, but I don't really understand the benefit of paying for it. Yeah. Obviously supporting the, de the devs and things like that. But from my understanding, there's a, so we get the pop-up now, which is like, you've reached your 10,000 comment limit. Yep. But whenever I have used the search before, it's never really worked how I wanted it to anyway. So okay. f f other than the search, I'm not aware of anything else that it really does. To be honest, nor am I. There's probably some more stuff in there that we can do. And there's there's probably some really fancy stuff like onboarding and bits like that. Mm. I think the thing is, is what we've done. We've built processes around other areas of the business. Like yeah. we don't use Slack as a repository for files. We use Google Drive. Uh, so we use Slack purely for internal comms. I like Slack because a couple of things, you can have direct channels to people. So you can just like one-to-one -one people mm -hmm. or you can create little groups. So we can have an office package group. We can have a website development, whatever it is then we can put just the relevant people in there. Um, and I'm starting to actually plug some more software in there. So every time we get a message on intercom, which we'll come on to later, uh, that message is notified to us in Slack because we spend a lot of time in Slack. So stuff like subscriptions and billing and loads of softwares now, mm -hmm populate into Slack through an API, um, which means you can just live in one space and get updates from other software. Hit us with the next one, Harry. Cool, the next one we've got is Creative Cloud, which is Adobe's subscription service. Um, so that's like things like Photoshop, um, After Effects, Premiere, and XD, and hundreds of other things that they uh, offer. There's different tiers of subscriptions. I just use it for Photoshop, essentially. Um, but for a monthly fee of probably about 20 quid, you can get, I think, a full the full video photo I think it's like 45. Package. Is it? Yeah, wow. I think it's like 45 now for the subscription. I think, we're, I think what I'm on for just like Photoshop is probably about eight pounds-ish a month. Whereas back in the day, Photoshop was like a few hundred quid. But but yeah, that that's uh, that helps with all the image editing. I believe you can share or split uh, not share or split, but I think you can get multiple logins under a single subscription. Yep. 
So you can kind of spread the cost there if there's a couple of guys in the team that need access to that. So I'm just looking at this for you now. Uh, so we've probably bought it on an individual basis, pretending we're not a business to save a few quid. Uh, so if you just wanted the photography plan, you can get Lightroom and Photoshop for £9.98 a month. Wow. Or you can get the single app, uh, which is where you can basically choose uh, your choice of one Creative Cloud app. Uh, da, 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 da. That's £19.87 a month. All apps is 50 quid a month. Wow. If you're a business, it's £25 a month for a single app and £59 a month for all apps. So £720 subscription. Odd pricing, but they know more than I do. Um, but it was an interesting move, as a side note, from Adobe to move from a standalone, buy it for six, 700 quid or whatever it was in the day to move to a subscription service. Yeah, on the on the flip side of that, so I use, we use Final, uh, yeah, Final Cut for video editing rather than Adobe Premiere. Yep. Um, the difference being Final Cut is still only a one-off payment of about 300 quid. Yeah. But it, that's it. That's one, obviously a larger investment up front, but it's now on my machine. It gets updated all the time and that's just a cost that you don't have to worry about. Whereas with with Creative Cloud, you're having to pay that 50 pound or whatever. Ongoing. Ongoing. So. 100%. Um, and I think there's, there's two sides of that is probably Adobe put more energy and effort into the improving the tool set but I also know yeah. that Final Cut because it's a Mac product on a Mac yeah. machine it taps into more native solutions and knows how to use the, the storage and the RAM and all yeah. that stuff a little bit better I'm speaking above my pay grade but I know there was something we listened to on a podcast that spoke about how it taps into that um, I'll move on to Shopify so you guys there's a couple of different solutions that we use here I'll bundle two of them up together so we've got Shopify and Squarespace if you guys are looking to get yourself an online shop fairly quickly uh, and don't really care about having something completely custom you want to throw something mm. up where it's easy to manage um, we use Shopify for uh, our personal uh, e-commerce shop where we sell logo designs and stuff like that and website packages um, super simple uh, I think that costs us about $80 a month though because we want the analytics and everything on the back end we had planned to do more with it and we probably will in the future um, so $80 a month is fairly pricey I know you can get it a little bit cheaper but then you can look at something like Squarespace so I'm actually really enjoying Squarespace right now we set up a client website on that selling direct to the trade oh, cool. uh, that's the Monument Masters was a Squarespace oh, site. So that's Squarespace. So I'm really okay. enjoying that actually. The analytics okay. on the back end are really strong. And I believe Is it as easy as they say it is? It really is. Squarespace, right. come speak to us. You should advertise. Um on every For on your 10% <laughs> discount code. <laughs> Email Squarespace and tell them to do a deal with us. Anyway, um we use Squarespace for that site and been super <clears throat> impressed with the editor on it. Uh, and basically this is when you're not HTML or CSS savvy or you know a little bit but you don't want to be coding something you just want to have a nice template throw something into and spend your time marketing and selling the product uh, analytics on the back end are really strong and I think you can get started for like 15 or 20 quid a yeah. month I think not to give them a sales pitch but from yeah. all the ads that I've heard through different podcasts I think you get like a it's like a two week trial where you get to just obviously set up the website without having to commit to anything so I think yep. their whole platform is obviously doing well because they're, they're everywhere everywhere um and i i actually even recommended it to my brother recently because he's he's looking for a website for his music production side of things and he was looking at wix which is and you can get a completely free version on wix but i said i think that because squarespace seems a little bit more premium in general their their lowest barrier to entry is probably a slightly better quality yep. than wix 
I've seen Wix advertised a lot. I have no experience with Wix. Yeah. Um, but that'd be cool. I think it'd be perfect for your brother because I think Squarespace originally started predominantly focused on creatives like yeah. photography and bits like that and freelancers that want portfolios online. Um, just to give you a quick idea of pricing. And again, if you're listening in the US, apologize, but I'm going to give it you in pounds. Uh, so you can get a website. So they split it into two areas. Websites, which are non-e-commerce, non-transactional. Uh, you can get a personal website for £10 a month or you can get a business website for £15 a month. Uh, one of them comes with a little bit more bells and whistles. Um, you can go and have a look for yourself. Uh, and then you've got what they class as online stores. Basic is £20 a month and advanced is £30 a month. And basically when you move to an online store, I do apologize, on the website one, you can do e-commerce, but when you pay the little bit extra every month, it removes all the transaction fees. So if you're on the £15 a month personal one, you have to pay a transaction fee if it looks like 3%. Whereas if you know you're doing enough volume that you want mm. to save that 3%, then simply move up to the 20 or 30 pounds a month package. Uh, and then from there, uh, you don't get any transaction fees. It's a pretty low barrier to entry, that isn't it? So if, just to get a website set up and start selling your new... And it's hosted. And I think you get a domain name for free if you buy yeah. a year up front. Yeah, guys, they're good solutions. Uh, if I had to if I had to start again, I'd probably build the shop that we've got on Shopify, on mm. Squarespace. Right. Um, I'm just enjoying it. The analytics are really solid. Cool. Uh, bringing it back to uh, kind of organization within the team. So we use Slack, obviously, to converse with people that aren't in the office. Um, but when it comes to projects that we're running now, we use something called monday.com. Probably seen the ads on YouTube a few times. Formerly known as The Pulse. The Pulse. And that's why you've that. never heard of them before. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit confusing when you say, oh, I've put it, we'll do it on Monday. Um, people not sure whether it's the day or the, Date or uh, tool. the platform. Date or tool, what are you talking uh, about? But yeah, it's great. It's a bit spreadsheety sometimes and you can get a little bit lost in the weeds of how to organize a project. There's boards, there's pulses, but there's so much customization on like deadlines, who's responsible for tasks and things like that. It's, it's, it is really a very powerful platform that is continually getting updated with new features and things like that. So, and once you get to grips with it, we actually use Monday to plan the show. Yep. So I've got it, it right up now. on one of my screens. So I've got a calendar view with all the shows planned in the different color codes and everything like that. So it's a, it's a powerful piece of kit. And again, we use it for expert trades as well. So whether it's client work, email campaigns, everything and anything under the sun, you can, you can make a pulse, make a board. Yeah, it's crazy. I think one of the things to touch on with this and any project management software. So we've gone through the cycles of using stuff like Asana, Trello, yeah. Wonderlist. I think, regardless of what you use, the, the sort of summary of what I'm getting to is most platforms will work for you. It, they're only ever as good as the time you spend on them and the data you put into them. Yeah. Um, so Monday is, again, a little bit expensive. Uh, I think we pay something okay. like $120 a month for it or something like that now. Now, is that based on Usage, number of users? Users, yeah. Okay. Uh, users, and then from there, you can get other features. So you can get general boards, but if you want to have shareable boards and private boards, they then chuck a few extra shillings okay. on top to get get those features. <laughs> um, but overall, project management software, they're only ever as good as what you put into them. Yeah. Um, so spend a bit of time on them. I'm not sure if they do a free trial. They might do. Have a double check. Um, I'll cover off uh, our email tool. So MailChimp, you guys have heard of MailChimp. Um, it's tried, it's tested, it's easy to build lists. They've now got segmentation, tag management, making it a little bit smarter. Top tip, by the way, guys, didn't know this. If you've got a couple of lists on MailChimp and historically you haven't used one list and just segmented it, so you might have one or two email addresses, 
in multiple lists. If someone unsubscribes from one list, they do not automatically unsubscribe from all lists in your database. So we got pulled up by MailChimp recently, wow. um, probably about three months ago, where we sent an email out, someone unsubscribed, but they're on another list because it might have been a tool talk giveaway, then a verified list. Um, so I do strongly advise that when you are looking at your unsubs, and it might have changed since then, but we got an email from MailChimp saying, you sent an email to someone that's unsubscribed. I was like, how? They've unsubscribed. And they're like, no, they're on multiple lists in your account. You need to unsubscribe them from them all. So, uh, top tip, wow. check that with MailChimp. Not entirely sure if they change it around the whole GDPR thing, uh, but that was annoying for us. Uh, but guys, you know MailChimp, very easy, build lists, send emails out, nice templates on there. Um, not much else to say. I have been looking at potentially using something called Drip, just because I listened to the podcast of the guy that found it. It's called Startups for the Rest of Us. Uh, a guy called Rob Walling started Drip. He then sold it to uh, lead pages. Uh, looking at that just because of it's got a similar user flow to Typeform, Harry, cool. in terms of how you can build logic jumps and yeah. and segmentation and triggers. Uh, so I'm looking at that right now, but no experience on it, so don't really want to comment on how good it is or is not. Keeping in with outbound messaging yep uh, we use something called text local yep which is a platform that allows you to send text messages sms messages to large groups of people set, set basically mailchimp for sms messages yep um it's as simple that as that really um you pay for credits uh i think it's it's 1.5 credits per sms and something then, like and that it all, all stacks up so. it depends uh the price changes if you just want to send the message out or if you want to get a reply you have yeah. to pay a little bit more if you want to get a reply and top tip guys what i did recently is i emailed my account manager they say your account manager there's just someone on the support ticket and i was like guys uh thanks for all the help uh but i'm going to move across to another service because you're just too expensive um because as you buy more credits the price comes down on the credits and i was and the, i basically just said I don't want to be paying 7.4 pence per message or 6p or whatever it is. I said, if you just put all the credit values on my account for 2.9p, I'll stick around. If not, I'm going. And they just, I can buy 10 credits at the same price now. I buy 10,000. So it saved us a fortune. Um, I'm going to roll this straight into something called Twilio. Okay. So we've got a software product in an app. Uh, and as part of that app, it sends out text messages. So you know these automated messages, you know when you send a service reminder or something like that in the app? Yep. That sends a text, that's integrated with a service called Twilio. Oh, okay. Uh, you need a developer to set it up. I actually didn't, I didn't, I thought Twilio was some sort of Twitter automated posting thing. <laughs> Sounds it, I'll give you that. Uh, so Twilio is the same service as stuff like Airbnb use. There's a couple of different functions. So if you've got something that needs to send an automated message out, you can do that through Twilio. Mm-hmm. You can also buy landline phone numbers if you want like a Birmingham number to then come through to a mobile as an example. Uh, or something like Airbnb and Uber do is obviously you don't get the Uber driver's actual phone number. So yep. they're kind of ghost numbers. So when a user signs up, they give them a number uh, which allows okay. them to text and, email, uh, text and phone call from that number but it's all controlled through the Twilio platform Um, so if you guys are looking at doing anything around phone calls with customers marketplace stuff where people don't want to reveal their real phone numbers or text message solutions to send automated messages out check out Twilio fantastic service for devs you need someone that is back-end dev to integrate this all but super good software super reliable uh, and yeah relatively cheap cool you you pay as you go for Twilio okay yeah that's not too bad then Um, so the next big one for me is intercom now we use intercom again to intercom can send emails what what we've done is integrated it with our platform so you can do things like live chat so in our app or on the web 
there's a little icon in the bottom right. You probably see Intercom on quite a lot of websites that you go on nowadays because um, they use similar, well, it's, just, it's the same icon, just you can choose what colors. Uh, but yeah, it's a great little thing to just be able to interact with customers, live chat. Uh, you can send, you can you can do things like email campaigns as well. So it's a, very, it's a really powerful tool. I don't know how much it costs. Though. I was just pulling that up. You probably heard me <laughs> clicking about in the background. Um, but like I said, there's a number of different things you can do. Um, and I apologies if I'm repeating myself because I was, I was trying to pull up the pricing so I can give you guys some insight. But like trigger-based campaigns, like yeah. in our app, someone leaves a review, we can then send them a message based on what they do inside our app. So you can do some really smart campaigns and user flows. Harry knows much more about that than me. Uh, so where the pricing works for Intercom is there's like a number of different products and packages that they have. So they've got stuff like if you just want to use it for inbound messaging, if you want to have live chat on the front of the site, if you want to have support articles, so you go to support.expertrades.com, mm-hmm. that's another thing you have to pay for. Wow. And it all bases <laughs> on the number of users you have within the app. Uh, so as every user joins Expert Trades, uh, that adds another user inside Intercom and we basically get billed per user per month. Um, So basically the way that their price model works is the more value you get out of it. So the more customers you have in your database, the more they charge you. So right now for us, it's just over $500 a month for Intercom. So not cheap. I'm not entirely sure the cheapest price bracket you can get involved with on Intercom. Um, Actually, I can pull up on the website. So if you just want to chat with your prospects, uh, their language, not mine. Uh, you can do that for free on the front end of your website. And then their essential package, which is with their starting point, looks like it's $136 per month as a starting point. So not the cheapest solution. And is there a, a minimum number of users in the system for 100 No, I think it's even if you had 10 users, you'd be paying $136. I think it's... Uh, from what I can see now anyway. But guys, go and have a look around. To be honest, there's loads of different products. They have grown their product range much more than what I thought. I just know that we we pay for what we need and it's about 500 bucks a month. But like and, you say, it's super important for and us. It, the, it, it sounds expensive, but the implication being that when you're paying that much, that must that implies that you've got a lot of users. Yep. Um, so hopefully you're getting the return from having that many customers in your database. They would have worked out the maths. They know if you've got 20,000 people that you're communicating to every month, you can afford to pay 500 bucks to communicate to them. And if not, you're doing something wrong. Exactly. (laughs) So take a look at yourself in the mirror. Um, Cool. Next one from me, Harry, as I skim through this and try and work out where we are is a little bit of a a tool that I want to use more of. Uh, Guys, we all know the email. We get lots of emails all the time and we're always filling in stock information like the amount of times in the last week that I've had to fill in the address of the office because we're doing interviews. So <laughs> what I do, I use something called Text Expander. Uh, I'm not I've, entirely- heard, I've heard of this, but I've never seen it yep. in action or and therefore obviously never used it either. So if you've got like stock things that you need to send, so it might be a stock reply to an email, it might be the address, it might be today's date. You can basically create keyboard shortcuts. So I could put like semicolon ADD for address and then it would populate all of the expert trades address. It's That's really cool. powerful if you spend the time to put stuff into mm. it. And then if you develop some like muscle memory of what all the stuff yeah. is. So the top tip for me is uh, if you're going to do it, when you do like a tag, which is what it's called, uh, so like it, like semicolon, and then use a letter that's not in many words. Uh, otherwise, it, you can potentially like press semicolon and then type a word, and it's actually just the word you're trying to type. So like and does semicolon. It, does it fill it as soon as you? Yes. So if I do semicolon like... add, it'll automatically fill that address. Okay. Um, that's dangerous. So semicolon. <laughs> so what I'm doing now is like uh, like semicolon q and then add, like because q's 
very do you know what, rarely that, used. That reminds me of back in the day with MSN Messenger, yeah. where you could assign like gifts and images to short shorthand like that. I don't know you could. And it got to the point where you were messaging people back and forth, and half of their sentences were just images, because three letters out of the word <laughs> yeah, yeah. would represent the image. So you okay. just yeah it was just gobbledygook Madness. by the end of it no. um, I think they moved to a subscription service I bought it when it was a one-off payment so I can't help you guys with how much it costs have a check out at Text Expander uh, likely they do a free trial now it's a subscription it's one of these tools that the more you use the more value you get I'm still in like I still use it a little bit because I've paid for it in the past I don't get the most out of it but what, it is something is it, that's is it an app or a one-off payment it's a, no I think it's a subscription it's a service subscription. now yeah pretty sure it is double check I'm uh, pretty sure they moved it recently um Cool. Next one, I'll cover this one as well, Harry. Yeah, well, I want. think I think we're drifting into a lot more of the business side of cool or the tracking side. The thing, the things that I definitely don't touch. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll whistle through them so everyone knows in this company that I'm literally the worst person for passwords ever. Um, so I use something called One Password. Harry's dying to say you're easy for passwords, Adam. <laughs> like uh, it's funny because he does use One Password. I do use One. For but I'm, get, I'm getting better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should be shot for that. So I use this tool called One Password. It's basically a password manager. You have to remember One Password, and then inside that vault, you can save all your passwords. I do stuff like save all my passwords, important notes that are personal. Uh, and then I also save like credit card information, uh, logins for banks. So basically what I'm telling you guys, if you can work out that one password, you can have a right laugh uh, and troll me with all my bank <laughs> accounts. Um, so that is now again a soft, I bought it as a product and now it's a software subscription service. Wow. Uh, so I'm not sure how much it is. If you're the sort of person that needs help remembering your passwords use that they've got a team solution as well which is when they move to a subscription service so you can actually bring teams on so you can have shared passwords so all of a sudden one person can go and put your business's twitter password and login in the account and then every time it changes or if anyone comes into the company and needs it there's a repository of passwords in a secure place and just on that what's the difference between one password and keychain on mac it's a really good question and not that i've used Keychain, yeah, because my browser just suggests the passwords that are already saved anyway. So, key, which, is, which is worrying. Keychain but. stores your passwords for you. <laughs> I think one password is so I can go in and one the team solution is new. You can't do it on keychain. Keychain, but I, I don't know whether it's purely just a usability mm. thing because you you can go into keychain and i'm not sure if you can actually view your passwords in keychain from your machine i'm not sure if you can like go into keychain and say show me my password for facebook whereas on one pass you can go in and look at type facebook show you that and then reveal password i'm not entirely sure of the differences sure. um so i'm much smarter <clears throat> there probably know and the guys that work at one password if you listen to this i probably just butchered yourself <laughs> uh, so i do like, this is why sales are declining <laughs> Uh, cool. Um, da, da, da. I guess I'm just going to rattle through some of these, Harry, because it feels yeah, like it's yeah, more... Yeah, far away, because these, these are all over my head now. Cool. Guys, Most if you're in a small business, you need to make sure that you've got your invoices in place, your VAT returns in place, uh, all that good stuff around accounts. So we use Zero. You've probably heard of it. Zero is the best accounting solution that we've found. In... Spell it. Z... <laughs> I said Z then. Uh, X-E-R-O. Zero accountancy software integrates with our bank. We get the bank feeds. It 
has a bit of automation in there. It just makes reconciliation of your accounts easier. Uh, moving on from there, we're looking at stuff like SEO services. So there's two large SEO services out there in terms of reporting, analytics, tracking, uh, opportunities. There's Moz and there's SEM Rush. Uh, Moz tends to be a bit more user-friendly, a bit more fluffy around the edges, but when it comes down to it, it's not as powerful as SEM Rush. SEM Rush is about 200 pounds a month. Uh, but thank you, Rob Twells and Liam uh, Nelson uh, over at FrogSpark because they've given me access to theirs because they use it for clients and I use it just to purely track some keywords. Super powerful cool. tool. I can't warrant spending 200 pounds a month on it, so I'm going to buy those guys a pint every couple of months and it's extremely good value for money. On it's that, an expensive pint. <laughs> on that return, expensive pint for them. Um, cool. Moving down the list, I think we've only got two left, Harry. Am I right? Yeah, the bottom two. Cool. And these are both similar in terms of web tracking. So if you have a website, you want to know what's happening behind the scenes. You've got the tried, true, tested Google Analytics. You need to make sure you've got analytics installed on your website. Quick note, you can't backtrack. So if you install it today, you can't see what was happening yesterday. It starts collecting data from the day you've installed it, as with the next product I'm going to talk about. Google Analytics nice and easy. Go and see the traffic sessions, and it can be as easy or as complex of a solution as you want it to be. Everything from just checking your web traffic all the way through to setting up e-commerce event tracking so you actually know all the transactions have taken place and the user journey they've gone through behind the scenes to get to your checkout which moves you on to the last product that we're going to talk about harry we're going to talk about hotjar hotjar is again a subscription service and you guys are probably in the mindset right now thinking damn you guys pay for so much software to get your job done mm. the way that we think about software is very simple is if we can pay 20 bucks a month and it saves us an hour a month we'll probably do it um, and as you grow your team out you need to be thinking about that same thing um, so the last one is hot jar uh, and the way that we use this is for heat mapping and screen recording of what's taking place on a website so if you imagine you've got an online site you want to know exactly how people are interacting with it you can heat map that site to know what people are clicking so you might have things that look like buttons that aren't people are clicking on it you need mm -hmm. to fix it uh, the really valuable tool for us is when it does screen recording so that is literally, you can set screen recording up and then you can go and watch exactly how people are interacting with your site. <laughs> it's you can, really creepy. It's creepy. You can watch the mouse movements. You can see what they're trying to click. And then you can then use tags and URLs to filter through all the recordings. You might collect 10,000 recordings of your website. And you might say, actually, show me the people that have gone to the checkout. So you can put the checkout URL in and then it will filter them all to the people that landed at the checkout. And then you can say, I just want to see the people that went from homepage to checkout and see how they got there. Mm. And then you need to have someone go through those videos and see wow. if there's any user experience issues or any improvements you can make on your site. Really important if you're doing e-commerce e at all um, or you've got a site where you're trying to drive people through a specific funnel. That's it. So guys, lots of software, hopefully... Um, there's something in there that you didn't know about that you might think about using. From my side of things, if you're using something that we don't know about and you think it's interesting to us, do us a favor. Head over to Facebook, search for Startup Diary Club, or go to what URL, Harry? Facebook.com slash groups slash Startup Diary Club. Jump in there, say hi. It's a community for the people in the show. We have two fantastic admins helping to support that. Go and let us know that you've listened to this episode and what software you're using, how you're using it, and what value you're getting from it. I'm always keen to work out how we can add more automation and reduce the man hours of like reporting and admin and customer service into the team. Guys, we'll wrap it up there. I know this has been a long one, but hopefully there's been some nuggets in there that's going to help you build your business. Harry, anything else from you? 
No. No. Nothing at no, all. Nothing at all. We covered everything <laughs> off. Guys, thanks for being listening to the show. If you haven't left us that review in iTunes, it would mean the world to us. Open up the podcast app, hit five stars, tell us where you listen to the show, why you listen to the show, and mention your business name, and we'll be sure to plug it on a future episode. See you soon. Thank you.